this political coliseum, we slay the rising beast with the fateful sword of truth that transcends hypocrisy and censorship. It's time to unleash yourself from the tyrants of media propaganda on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. This is Unleashed, the political news hour. I have a very deep concern that the evil forces of the domestic enemy, and I'm talking about our government right now, the domestic enemy and their forces are now rising at levels that I feel are unprecedented in all of American history. We've just never seen this kind of an onslaught before. But everywhere we look, every action that the ruling puppet regime takes, it brings us just one step closer to the death of our free republic. Now, that makes me angry. It gets me really upset because I ask, does America have a future? And the real question we need to ask is this, is there a way out of this mess or are the powers that be just too strong to overcome? Now, that's a decision that we are all going to have to make as an American citizenry. Well, welcome to Unleashed, the political news hour. This is Dr. Steve LaTulip hosting today, and I've got two other guests that I will introduce to you momentarily to unleash some of the real cold, hard truths that we are facing in the present time. Well, today we are facing an ever-increasing raging battle that's been brought to us by a government that just seems to delight in terrorizing good, everyday American citizens like you and me, who literally are being preyed upon. And I'd like to show you today just how dangerous is the acceptance of such predation. Of course, that's exactly what our government wants. Let's make no mistake about that. They want you to believe that there's nothing. There is absolutely nothing you can do about it. They want you to sit down, shut up, and accept the fate that they have chosen for you. And I just absolutely refuse to play that game. But in fact, they have shown you, they have shown me already what they'll do if you try to resist or expose them. They did it to me already for simply stating publicly that a virus was treatable, okay, and, and all of the COVID nonsense of the recent past. They did it to the January 6th Patriots who protested the stolen election, and that has been all but confirmed now beyond any reasonable doubt. So let's not play games with that. We know what happened in the 2020 election. You have to be a, a complete idiot to deny it. They did it to President Trump because he exposed the deep state. And now they are in a total frenzy to take down this man who can and will end the rogue regime if he gets back into the White House and, and this is a big one, if he gets some support this time. And there's been an awful lot of damage done. We are not going to bounce back in a day, but we are going to have to play as a patriotic team, as an enemy army that we are facing. 
we have to fight with all the unity we can muster because they very much plan to complete their coup to take down the United States of America. Now, that sounds pretty grim, pretty pretty devastating, pretty frustrating to me because I don't like even being the bearer of bad news. I am not a, um, a wizard of, of doom and gloom. And so I look to the bright side of this. Well, is there a bright side? Yes, absolutely, I would say there is. For one thing, you've all, Noah Harari, the right-hand man of Klaus Schwab, I should say the right-hand idiot of the World Economic Forum, recently stated this fact, and it's very telling. He says, if Donald Trump is elected again, quote, it is likely to be the kind of like the death blow to what remains of the global order. Now, poor little Yuval Noah Harari. I mean, I, I feel so bad for this guy. But I hope that the thought of this puts him into a serious depression. I hope it destroys him the way that he wants to destroy every other human being on the planet, right? Because he's better than us. We are just the, um, the, the, the trash. We are the um, useless eaters, right? We are the people who are here to, to live as servants of the elite class or die. And that's exactly what he wants. He calls us hackable animals. In other words, you and I don't have any control of our past, present, or future if they have their way. What does that tell us? Well, if he is expressing his concern about a death blow to what remains of the global order. And he's saying what remains, because look at what's happening in Europe, all across Europe. These farmers are in a rage and they are fighting them. It's, it's almost like the, the tractors on the farm have become the new uh, army tanks and they are doing some damage. They are saying, we are not going to stand for this. We are rising up against you and they are having a phenomenal impact. And there's a lesson in that for us. We need to learn it. Because every one of us, and I'm specifically speaking about us as Americans today, we all have a very simple choice to make. And Harari actually openly states it. He says, we must choose between patriotism and globalism, between loyalty to our nation or loyalty to a global government that openly states it wants to rob you of your life liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I already have made my choice. I hope you have too. But having said this, Harari, we have to recognize that we must fight them because they will do everything in their power to convince you that you are defeated. And that's why we are witnessing this enormous propaganda campaign, one after another, unprecedented lawfare and corruption in our uniparty government, the likes of which we have never seen before in the history of the United States. Julian Assange, who has been imprisoned, had a quote that came out, I think, a couple of years ago. He said, when all of is exposed, 98%, 98% of Washington will fall. Now, I used to think that was an exaggeration, but 
I don't really think that is the case any longer. Frankly, I am just beyond sick and tired of the vicious animals in our government whose every action brings us a step closer to our demise. I'd like to call all of them nut jobs. We, we say it so often, oh, these guys are just crazy. They're out of their minds. But may I ask you, please, when you reference the government in all of their crazy ways, the ways that don't make any sense, unless you think in terms of evil, we need to be more precise in that definition. They are true by definition, sociopaths. They are deceived deceivers who lack all wisdom. They lack all common sense. And their neurons just seem to fire with excitement every single time they get a chance to do their evil. And they do it every day in any way that they possibly can. They have not a single moral fiber in their bodies. And that's what we're dealing with. That's where we are at. Now, if you think we are not presently, at least potentially, at least potentially on the eve of destruction, that everything really isn't that bad in our world right now, then I really want to challenge you with a couple of telltale signs, and I call it direct evidence, if you dare to look at it, because government predation is not going away. You can wish it away. You can grumble and complain. You can whine. You can tweet. You can post anything you want. But this government predation, where we are the prey, they are the predator, that is on the rise. And it's going to continue to rise. And we have to do something about it. And so I wish to share with you two recent events that prove my point. But before I get to these two points, and before I introduce my two guests today, I want to just take a short pause. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to americaoutloud.shop. That's americaoutloud.shop and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use Cofix RX because it works. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. And welcome back. This is Unleashed, the political news hour. I'm Dr. Steve Latulip hosting the show today. I hope that you have already accessed americaoutloud.news because that's where you go to get the uncensored out loud truth. We have some phenomenal speakers, writers 
who lay it out, tell it like it is. And I hope you will not only access those podcasts, those phenomenal articles, but please share them with everybody. Get the word out there. We have a nation to awaken and we haven't much time. So right now, we are seeing this rise in government predation, and it's getting really ugly, and we haven't seen anything yet, I believe, and I don't think it's going to take that long before we see what's coming. But I ask the question, as the predation gets worse and worse and worse, why are we so eager to allow it to happen? Well, before I get into it, let me introduce to you uh, two really awesome guests, and today they are here for a bit of a roundtable discussion. The first is Dr. Ted Noel, who is hosting this program on Fridays. He is well-versed in sciences. He's a medical doctor. He is also able to speak on legalities and does a great job handling some heavy-duty politics. My other guest is actually, and I'm proud to say this, he's a professional artist. He is an absolutely staunch political activist and a defender of individual liberty, Mr. Abraxas Hudson from Delaware. He is president of the Delaware Medical Freedom Alliance, and he's been involved in multiple freedom groups and initiatives across America. He is an example of what every American should be. Abraxas Hudson doesn't just speak, he acts. And of course, all of us who act seem to pay a price. So I welcome you both to the show today. Uh, Ted, I, I, you know, I want you to uh, maybe just give us a little commentary. I, what we see right now is the government is just taunting Vladimir Putin. I mean, we saw that on Tucker Carlson on his interview with Putin, that Putin says, look, I, I, I want to work with you guys. He actually wanted to uh, join um, the United Nations. He was denied. He was turned down. He wants peace. He was denied that. Well, there was this article, and I had to write on it because there's this rhino senator from Mississippi, Senator Roger Wicker, who wrote uh, or spoke rather about a first use nuclear strike. And he said, that's perfectly fine. So he's siding with the Democrats, okay, who are really globalists. No, there's no difference between a Democrat and a communist these days, the globalists. And he said, I would not rule out American troops on the ground. He says, we don't rule out first use nuclear. Now, there's a lot in that statement. Ted, do you want to just open this up? What does that mean? What was he saying in that statement? He's saying he's an idiot. Uh, the job like of America that. is to promote America. America first is not a slogan. It's the only survival strategy. And this guy is a blithering idiot. When he says, well, we need to be in war, what he's doing is saying the, the uh, hidden part out loud He's saying, we need to steal your tax money to fund all of the defense contractors in my district. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So first use nuclear strike. Um, you know, we need to understand what this is. 
uh, first use nuclear means that we would preeminently attack them. It was a part of our military doctrine in the 60s and 70s through the 80s, where there was what is called mutually assured destruction. In other words, Russia, go ahead. If you dare to launch missiles at us, just know that we are going to launch missiles at you as well, and we'll wipe each other out, okay? And if we must, we will take a preemptive strike against you if you decide to act. So mutually assured destruction is the only indication, if you will, for a first-use nuclear strike against any enemy. Now, that's a real problem because things are not the same, are they? I mean, have we not advanced a little bit in our nuclear capability? Russia's a boogeyman, but Russia's not an enemy. There's a big difference. And you talk about sociopaths. Sociopaths are liars with no conscience, but they are also slick. They are so convincing. They'll make you believe that they're really doing good things for you. It's wonderful, whatever. And they may even believe it, but they absolutely have no rudder. They will say whatever is required to achieve their ends and you have to find out what their ends are usually it's pretty simple they want power they do i and that's an excellent point it's a great way of putting it ted because uh what did chuck schumer schumer recently say he said well we want 60 billion dollars funding to keep keep that ukraine war going and if we don't get that money your kids are going to war now that just ticks me off But at the same time, uh, they're telling us exactly what they are going to do. And they are pushing for it, by the way. I mean, we saw uh, or we didn't see, we didn't hear about it right away. But on Sunday, uh, while the Super Bowl distraction was taking place, the Senate met. And guess what? They are proposing a $93 billion or $95 billion bill. Uh, That's concerning because They are telling us what they plan to do. Now, a nuclear strike, it it would be nothing like Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Nuclear power then and now are night and day. I mean, we have come a long way, baby, in how to kill each other off. And I'm talking about with kilotonnage, with the speed of delivery, and also with cyber warfare, which is going to have a lot to do with the outcome in such a nuclear uh, war. We don't know all of the things that would possibly happen, but the truth is we probably wouldn't have time to react to that. The nuclear power that we have now is totally different. Uh, Braxis, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I do. Thank you, Steve. And, uh, you know, I think it goes back to what you said in your prologue, which is basically the predator class will do anything they want, and especially when there's no resistance from the people. And and this has basically been what I've been up to for the past four years, really trying to inspire people at the grassroots ground level to get engaged and at minimum take responsibility for yourselves and your community, because stopping the, the uh, Leviathan, wow, it is a, it's a big task. And so many of us have no idea what to do. So we need to really work on what we can control. Well, well, Brax, who is Leviathan? Would you just explain that? Do you have I mean, any idea? Yeah, I mean, my thought is, you know, you've got the, the supreme powers of the world, right? And everyone throws around ideas of who they think they are. No one really knows who the shadow powers are beyond the elected officials. 
you know, obviously many things are thrown around, right? Uh, entities in London, uh, the Jesuits, the Israelis, who really knows who these global forces are who steer the politicians, entrap them, bribe them. You know, so we get the politicians who are on the stage. We think we elect them, but they're primarily, uh, you know, beholden to lobbyists and special interest groups. So the whole game has become very unaccountable to the people. And then, okay, course, so, so sorry, let, can I, let me just ask you this, Brax. Would you say that there are still Democrats and Republicans? Well, I think that the two-party system is quite a game. I think it works very well to give us all the illusion of choice when so many of them are heading down the same path with minor variances, right? Yeah. Okay. That's a great point. Ted, what do you have to say about that? A, a the, uh, red and blue system, right? What's that all the, about? The, well, it's one of those things that the nature of our Republic kind of forced to develop, but I love Brax's point about the illusion of choice, because frankly, we don't have any real choice as long as our ballots are completely corrupt and the information is insanely clear. We know, for example, in Georgia, 96,600 ballots came in or actually were counted that were never returned. They're mailed out, never returned, but got counted. How's that happen? In Arizona, 74,243 mailed out, never returned, but got counted. Pennsylvania, seven. 166,094 mailed out, but never, it never came back, but still got counted. Do we have a choice as long as this degree of fraud is going on? No, we don't. Okay, so well, wow. thanks for the support because you just defended my thesis that 2020 absolutely was a stolen election. I think that uh, to deny that is just foolishness. Uh, so I agree completely. And let's face it now, you know, take this rhino senator, Roger Wicker. This guy is a Republican, Mississippi senator, and he actually says Democrats say that we need to be tougher. And I support that. Okay, so there's the uniparty, uh, the consensual uh, destruction of America. And notice what they're saying. They, we need to be tougher on who? On Russia, right? Because Russia is our enemy. But they will also tell our Israeli allies, you're being too tough on Hamas, okay? Just because they invaded your borders and, and they came and, and wiped out in, in, with great carnage all these Israel, Israeli people, um, you can't retaliate. You're, you're overdoing it. And we don't want to fund you. So this funding of $95 billion, um, how much of that goes to, uh, to the Israelites, to Israeli people? It goes to, they get $14 billion of that $95 billion package. $60 billion goes to Ukraine. The rest is supposedly to go uh, to our uh, microchip uh, factories um, in Taiwan. And so um, they are pushing for that. And that was the meeting they had. The Senate met during that uh, Super Bowl football game. That just blows my mind. But they, again, the scary thing is they are telling us what 
they are going to do what they are planning to do. And I think that's the difference between us conservatives and the enemy, the domestic enemy, is that we we complain. They say, look, uh, you know, say what you want, complain all you want, but this is what we are going to do. And then they set about to do it. Now, when you're talking about a first strike against Russia, that is enticing Russia to use their hypersonic missile technology, and they are the world's leaders. Now, a hypersonic missile travels at a speed of between Mach 5 to Mach 10. That's 5 to 10 times the speed of sound, or 3,836 miles per hour to 7,673 miles per hour. Now, we know that Seattle to Moscow is 2,600 miles. And therefore, if you do the math in that range, we are talking from the time of missile launch to detonation, to hitting the ground in Seattle would be 20 to 30 minutes tops. Okay. That doesn't give us much time to do anything. In fact, would our government even let us know what's happening? And now we've got these absolute idiots, idiots in Congress saying, yeah, we're going to threaten you with that. We don't even have the edge on that, okay, on that technology anymore because of who has been in power. How do we fight this? Wow. Ultimately, you know, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to say the challenge I think many of us see is, as I mentioned, the Leviathan is so out of control and so unaccountable. In addition to who I mentioned, and we discussed, you know, the uh, the illusion of choice to politi politicians. We also have so many institutions that are just captured and completely controlled by the top-down message and the top-down money, and that's why I think so many of us just feel, you know, alone and unempowered on the street level. And that's why, for me, it's about building community awareness, uh, community resilience. Right. So, what do you do if you feel like there's a an imminent nuclear attack or migrant invasion? Well, start building local allies and figure out how you can survive the games that are being thrown at us. It's not going to be easy. It is not going to be easy. Ted, do you have any solution? Ted, I, if, from what I've gathered, just in speaking with you, even uh, you know, off uh, the set here, um, you seem to be a little bit of an optimist. And um, I, I find that curious and enticing. But at the same time, um, I wonder, you know, where are you in, in the battle? You want to comment on that? Well, actually, I'm, I'm a pessimist, but I'm willing to be pleasantly surprised. Uh, I, I do a certain amount of prepping. I am well armed. I have friends who are well armed. And I think when it comes to the issue of an invasion, which has already happened, but it being unleashed remotely where we have slaughter among all parts of the country by jihadis, I will probably survive. It's not because of my agility. It's because of my marksmanship. But at the same time, you sit there and you look at it and you say, there are ways we can defeat some of these things. And one of them is that you've just got to recognize that Democrats don't give a rat's ass about your vote. They don't give a rat's ass about the, the culture war. They want power. And we've won the culture war. We just don't realize it. And their extremes have left us in a winning position there. 
but they care about ballots and they're perfectly willing to create registrations for thousands of names of people who don't exist. And they'll register 25 people at your local 7-Eleven and 50 people in that undeveloped lot across the street. And unless we identify those and get them stricken from the ballot, those ballots will go out, be diverted to a Democrat office where they get voted and they look like votes, but they're not. Okay. So you're, you're highlighting a second problem that I was going to bring up. And I guess now's a great time for it. So we recently had this DHS secretary, Alejandro Mayorkas on NBC's meet the press. That was uh, this past Sunday. And the liberal host, Kristen Welker, is asking him some questions, and she just she was pretty straightforward. She said, look, three years you've been in office, Mayorkas, and basically she said you're failing miserably. And she says, do you bear any responsibility for that? And uh, Mayorkas, first of all, responds after she cites the data of his failures. And he actually says, and, and this, this tells us so much, the data you cite, he says, is a powerful example of why we need legislation to fix what everyone agrees is a broken immigration system. And then he says, we don't bear responsibility for a broken system. Now, there are so many things wrong with that statement that, it, you know, we could discuss it for hours. First of all, Mayorkas is, is the broken system. Okay. We, uh, hopefully we were going to have him rooted out of office. Um, but that failed. He was not impeached, but Mayorkas is still bought and paid for. He is spitting in our face. He is telling us that we are stupid, stupid enough to believe that dumb comment. He just said that deceiving comment. And all the while he's laughing at us and this is the sad part of it all. They are proceeding with the invasion. So, oh, well, we'll get another investigation and we'll bring this up again in a few months or whatever. It's like, wait a minute. America is going down the tubes fast. What would you suggest we do to overcome this? Uh, any ideas, either of you? Uh, well, I want to clarify one thing. I think really people need to understand because it's really quite disturbing. So on October 28th of 2020, the Customs and Border Patrol put out this one pass. You can actually download it on your app store on your phone. It's called CBP-1. And basically what that is, is it's an app that our government created and it's broadcast all over the world. And it's how foreigners are basically being greenlit right into our country. And see, the thing is, everyone is calling these people illegal immigrants or illegal invaders but the truth is they're actually using the system and that system was created to facilitate their invasion so they're actually legal based on this new process where they're just being ushered right into america by our own government and that's well, wait, really a minute, wait a minute i think we let's clarify that it is still yeah. illegal we have laws in place that are not being enforced our border is not being uh, defended by our federal government as per our constitutional uh, instruct. But yes, the whole system is corrupt. They are they are implementing the invasion. They are funding the invasion of America. Would you agree, Ted? Yeah, but there are a couple of things going on here. The first one is that our administrative state is making law way wide of what the Congress has authorized. And there's a state 
there's a case being considered by the court, Supreme Court, Loper Bright Enterprises, which could shut a lot of that down. But the other part is Mayorkas, and he's just spitting in our face because there are no consequences, whatever. And one of the problems we have legally is a doctrine called standing. All of Donald Trump's court cases on the election got thrown out on standing. You don't have a standing to complain. And what they're saying is you don't have a, and here's the legal term, a concrete particularized injury to you. And therefore you can't even show your face in court. And there is some hope on some of this because the Supreme Court has simply said that the deprivation of any one of my guaranteed constitutional rights is such an injury. But when you look at the way the border stuff is written and the way they come across, how do I have a, an injury that a court will even look at? So most of these things sit out there. You've got a law that says you've got to do this. There's no way to get into court. Well, I wouldn't say there's no way. I mean, let's face it. We have 11, what, 11 million illegals or something like that, the majority of which are military-aged men, many from countries hostile to America. Now, how many Americans have been murdered by these beasts, right? There's been a lot of them. And have has anybody taken up the issue? Has anybody opposed the federal government? Well, now we can say yes if you're a Texan, okay? You go to Eagle Pass, Texas, and what do we see? Well, uh, first of all, I don't like what I'm hearing. Well, if you guys cut the razor wire down, feds, we're going to put it right back up. It's like, what do you mean? Don't let them put it up. OK, but even, you know, the actions that they have taken to stop the feds, when you go there um, and you see that they're keeping up the razor wire, they are protecting, defending the border. We've seen an immense drop in the illegals crossing the border. And that is an action directly against the government. Now, they've been pretty quiet, haven't they? I mean, I haven't heard too much about Eagle Pass. All of a sudden, it's quiet. And I think it's because they don't want to bring attention to their success. Is that a possibility? What would you say, Ted? Uh, the media won't report on anything that's good for America. <laughs> Just that simple. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Hey, Brax, um, why are we so obliging to this enemy? I think most people are intimidated, for sure. Uh, you know, I've, I've been very active for the past four years, put myself in the crosshairs of my community, um, basically, because of my medical freedom stance, but also other, uh, uh, I guess, protests, different rallies, uh, different groups I've created. I think that so many people on our side are just way too terrified of the government to stand up. And I think that that was a big reason they did the J6 uh, Fed trap that just sent a chill across patriots around America. You know, some of us still stay involved. You know, we're not going to back down because we know that if we do back down, it's game over. And that's kind of where I am. You know, the, the hope is within us, I believe. So if we all roll over, it's game over. But we have to maintain hope and, and figure out ways to get people engaged. So, you know, letting people know how serious it is. Yeah. And I think that's a key point. We have to somehow get people in America to understand that we are at the crossroads, that we are, uh, that we are in trouble, and that if we don't stand up and do something, then we're going to lose our chance 
to preserve a free America, or at least I shouldn't say preserve, we have lost so much of our freedom, maybe to uh, restore a free America. But yes, yeah. they want us living in fear. I couldn't agree more. And that's, you know, the thing I see is that so few people are willing to risk anything at all. But what they don't realize is just is if they don't get engaged, they're going to lose everything. And that's kind of where I've been for four years. I just I saw with clarity what was happening. And I thought, wow, I just cannot be silent. Well, well and I've seen that. I have seen that with you. Go ahead, Ted. I was going to suggest this morning I was actually listening to David Webb on Sirius XM. And he had a guest on who was talking about the fact that we do not go to the low income neighborhoods, not the low information, the low income neighborhoods who are desperate for a message that there is something they can do, that there is something better than what the Democrats have to offer. And if we did that and even got 10 percent of those people to hear, we would have a landslide and would take all 33 Senate seats there up this time. We would take uh, a veto proof uh majority in the house because these people make up the margin on elections well there you have it okay there's some action uh actionable items the question is how do we motivate people to act so ted you got your assignment i guess uh uh for you to uh, pursue because yeah there are things that we can do for sure, there are some definite things we can do to save our country. That's the point of this whole thing. I'm going to take a brief pause and return momentarily. Many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. Our goal is to herald the voice of genuine liberty at AmericaOutloud.news. A place where you'll find the naked truth expressed with a patriotic heart. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be with a company that shares your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel and be our very best. Our customers will tell you how our products have made a difference for them, from improving immune health, regulating hormone balance, supporting gut health, to soothing the skin, even reducing the appearance of wrinkles, fine lines, and cellulite. 
and providing targeted support for mind, mood, energy, and even our body's own production of collagen. Make our breakthrough products an essential step in becoming your best self and fulfilling your greatest potential. ASEA, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. And welcome back. This is Unleashed, the political news R. I am hosting today Dr. Steve LaTulip, and I am joined by co-host Dr. Ted Noel and a fellow compatriot, Abraxas Hudson from Delaware. He is a mover and a shaker. He is one who has acted and put his money where his mouth is. And I commend him so highly for that. I would encourage you, please, if you have not yet checked out our new website, go to americaoutloud.news. You can access some phenomenal writings, some tremendous podcasts, and become updated on the real issues. Please also check out our americaoutloud.shop for some great health products and all of the latest product innovations that are actually designed to sustain a healthy body and mind. Our sponsors have done a great job bringing you some really good, meaningful products that may greatly improve your well-being. So please go there and keep in mind that when we speak on the America Out Loud platform, we have no censorship. We are not silenced. We are opinionated. We can agree to even disagree, but we communicate and we try to get the truth out there. And right now, I'm just very excited to have two good patriots on with me and uh, just to expose what's really going down in America because the tyranny from our government is ever increasing and we have to do something about it. And I would suggest that perhaps we are. And we just cited a few examples of how the government is tearing us down intentionally, intentionally trying to destroy us. And if we allow that to happen, well, it's goodbye, America. And we will have regrets beyond anything we could ever imagine. Now, Abraxas Hudson, uh, this is your first time on America Out Loud. I'm so glad you could be here. I have to tell my audience why I invited you on this show. Abraxas actually posted a comment that just somehow grabbed me, and that's why I am doing this specific show today. And I'd like to quote that, and that's okay with you, Abraxas. Absolutely. Okay, so he says, a troubling combination of the predator class's acceleration of evil deeds and normalcy bias, denial 
apathy, greed, and cowardice among the vast majority of Americans. Vote harder. Now, there's different ways to express your vote, I would suggest, and I talked to him a little about that. Um, but Brax, I just could not have said it better, Brax. Um, those words are powerful. And um, I think that we, um, we need to get at the term normalcy bias. Um, but before we do that, um, Braxis, would you just briefly tell me what led you to say those words? Well, it's really just what I see every day, all day. You know, I think that so many of us are aware of what's going on and we're very disturbed and we're most disturbed by not only the, what the government is doing, but also so many people who are just walking down the street completely asleep to what we see as chaos and catastrophe ahead if we continue on this path. Um, you know, one of the major problems I have with this whole game is that we are being weakened by design as the predator class continues their dark games. And I just wanted to mention something to you, Steve. I meant to mention this to you last night. So there's a Senate bill that's been introduced. It's called the Preventing Private Paramilitary Act of 2024. So it was introduced by Senator Ed Markey. And it's very interesting because it basically makes illegal you and your buddies sitting together to shoot and discuss community defense. So if you really connect the dots as to what's going on, we've got millions of people crossing the border. Estimates are between 11 and 22 million. Those people are legally allowed to go into a gun shop and purchase a firearm while our federal government is trying to remove our Second Amendment rights and also remove our rights to assemble in a, in a way that could help uh, community defense. So one of the big things I've been trying to do for the past four years is really get people to connect the dots, to realize where we are, to try to break from that normalcy bias, because the truth is we are in dangerous times. We are indeed. Okay, so let's go there. And uh, But before I do that, one more thing. Ted, I want to read that to you, that statement. He says, a troubling combination of the predator classes, acceleration of evil deeds, and normalcy bias, denial, apathy, and greed, and cowardice are among the vast majority of Americans. Would you agree with that statement, Ted? Please define the term normalcy bias for me. Well, okay, here it is. Uh, and, and I looked up different definitions. They were pretty close, but surprisingly, Wiktionary, I thought, had the greatest definition. Normalcy bias describes the phenomenon of disbelieving one's situation when faced with grave and imminent danger, as in over-focusing on the actual phenomenon instead of taking evasive action. It's a state of paralysis. OK, and that's where we are, isn't it? And that includes everything that Abraxas said, denial, apathy, greed, cowardice uh, among the vast majority of Americans. It is what I see. I have to agree with that. And I would add one more thing to that list, by the way. We have seen a rejection of the ways of God, the moral law from the Christian standard. That's what made America great in the first place. That's what gave us the inspiration for our Constitution being written. And we have ignored it all. We have just put it aside. Does that help, Ted? Okay. There were two reasons for asking. One was I wasn't quite sure. And the second was our audience needed to know. But the key term in Abraxas' comment was predator class. And you just added some context you didn't realize. We have, as Paul said, 
uh, authorities and rulers that are part of the predator class. They're behind the predator class. They are spiritual entities. And for a full discussion, I would suggest we look at uh, the divine counsel work of Michael Heiser, PhD. But basically what happened was at Babel, the rebellion led to earth being parceled out among rebellious Elohim gods. And they are the powers behind all that goes on. They are the powers of the predator class. And this will continue until the ultimate uh, denouement of the divine war, put bluntly. And I know you're a Christian. I may be a little more studied as a theologian than you are, but I, you know, we haven't discussed that. But the key is we have to recognize that this is not just something well we can preach and have somebody in church and do it. They have to recognize who the powers are that they are serving or not serving as we go forward. And there is only one true God, and we have to serve him. Ultimately, that's where it all goes. In the meantime, the predator class is what we have the political arena to discuss. And we need to go out and point out that the Democrat Party is the predator class. They are stealing your children for this LGBTQ alphabet soup stuff. They are stealing your taxes to dump it into the pockets of wealthy defense contractors. I mean, the examples are legion. Okay, so so Ted, let me just stop you right there. You're getting pretty theological. Okay, just for reference, my study in Bible college and seminary was Christian uh, doctrine. Okay, so my focus in seminary was that alone. Um, I agree with you. Uh, what you're saying, in a nutshell, is this is a spiritual war, and I agree with that. But let's get to the practical for people to understand, and I include the Christians because the complacency. I mean, if I can be bold, I will just say that what Abraxas said, the denial, the apathy, the greed, the cowardice, that applies across the board. I mean, I have seen that. Absolutely. On the, uh, but on the other hand, I have seen some tremendous people, Christian and non-Christian alike, who have said, whoa, we need to take a stand because whatever has made America great, we have found to be very good for us. So the question that I just want to ask is, does this shoe fit most Americans that Abraxas is talking about? And if it does fit, how do we get them to change their shoes? How do we motivate people to change the apathy, the greed, uh, the selfishness, because that's what it is. How do we get our fellow man to serve one another and to come together for a good cause? I would suggest that there are two things to think about. Uh, one is you always get a busy man to do the job. The people who are living in peace and safety are not going to hear you by and large. And once again, that takes us to the low income group. And the second part is pointing out to the low-income group how in the world the predators are preying upon them, destroying their families, destroying their opportunity. There are three things that every mother wants. She wants safe streets for her kids to grow up. She wants good education so they grow up, they can access the third item, which is opportunity. 
And the predator class is denying all three. The predator class is destroying every Democrat-run city so that the first one doesn't exist. They've already destroyed the schools. And because of the first two being gone, there's no opportunity. Again, we've got to remember those three things and point out the predators are destroying it. Okay. Wow, I actually agree. Outstanding. I agree completely with that analysis. And that's why for me, it's been very important to organize community awareness events just to kind of get truth to the people without the uh, censorship filters that the media has constantly put in place. And I also wanted to mention something real quickly about the normalcy bias concept. So a really easy way to explain that is this. You're laying in bed at night, you're half asleep, you hear a noise. Rather than grabbing your flashlight, and your firearm and going direct to threat and protecting your home, you might lay there for a few minutes and think, well, did the dog just knock over his bowl? Maybe a bird hit the window. Well, perhaps it was the toaster oven. So the whole idea is that people would much rather believe everything is fine than than truly address a threat that's in their presence. And that goes back to, I think a lot of people have this idea that these things can't happen here because we live in the land of the free. Meanwhile, it's happening every day. They're knocking out the foundation stones of America. Well, those are very good words, and I I do agree. We are in a world of hurt right now. Those millions of illegal aliens are somewhere. They are spread out everywhere across America. We have a government that has stockpiled weapons and ammunition for quite some time right now. For what purpose? Well, from what everything they are showing us, I think that the purpose could very well be to be used against us because that is exactly what the federal government's stance is. They are anti-American. They are against us. They have shown us repeatedly. They have poisoned us with these deadly toxic shots. They have allowed our enemies to become strong, funded by American taxpayer dollars, And it is disgusting. It is something that absolutely has to change. Well, I want to thank both of you for coming here. Abraxas, I want to get your contact information uh, posted with this podcast. I want people to be able to reach out to you. I thank you uh, very much for joining me today. We have to remember uh, um, that... American freedom or any freedom anywhere in the world comes at a price. If we are unwilling ourselves to pay the price for freedom, then we will each become enslaved. It's just a matter of time. In the Bible, the New Testament, in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 2, it says, blessed, excuse me, James 1, verse 12, it says, blessed is the man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Now, that's the bottom line right there. That's the attitude that is going to save America. We need to persevere under trials. We need to say, you know what? I am willing to give of myself. I am willing to sacrifice some of my wealth, maybe all of my wealth, greater love has no man than that he gives his life for his friends, right? And that's exactly what our soldiers have done, many of them. We put our lives on the line so that others can live freely. That is loving your neighbor as yourself. That is the spirit 
of America as one nation under God. Now, our goal, our goal on Unleashed, this political news hour, is simply to face that civic storm head on and to fight the ruthless bureaucracy that is now tearing us apart. And how do we do that? We do it like this. We tell you what they say, and then we explain to you what they really mean, and then we try to divulge what their evil actions are going to lead to if they have their way. And I think that people are finally starting to get it, finally starting to see it, but there's one more step, and that is how do we fight it? So many of us now acknowledge we are at war with a domestic enemy and with foreign enemies, and the two are pretty much one and the same. That is a conclusion that I have come to with great introspection and looking at the big picture. But what are we going to do to crush the evil that is now crushing us? That's what we have to decide. And how do we do that? Well, it's not easy for sure. It's going to cost us something, one way or another. You can pay the price up front, or you can pay the price after it's all said and done. And that will be a much greater price if we lose our freedom in America. But it is time that we start waking up and waking each other up and that is beginning to happen, and I'm excited about that. It is time for all of us to put away our apathy, our greed, selfishness, our cowardice. This is a time for courage. It is a time for action. It's a time to make your voice heard and make your vote count. As Abraxas said, vote harder. It's not just at the ballot box. Take on the senators like Roger Wicker and every Democrat. Don't allow Mayorkas, Obama, Biden, and all the misfits in government to hypnotize you. I'm asking you to join us. Will you? Let's do it. Let's unleash the truth.